This is only the second time that I've done this for the 200 level, recording a preamble so the rest of the podcast actually makes sense. But if you were at the State Farm Center or watching the game at home, you might have felt the same way that me and the the friends of the show on YouTube were feeling, which is very, very frustrated after the first half and really for quite a bit of the second half. But Illinois outscores Northwestern by 22 and wins the game. Spoiler alert, Illinois won this game. So as you're listening to it, I hope you can get some enjoyment out of me pulling my hair out, metaphorically speaking, out of getting very frustrated and questioning things, which I think are still some valid questions going forward. But at the end of the day, you can laugh in my face. You can say that I should eat crow, whatever you want to. I'm totally fine with it because Illinois somehow won this stupid game. They needed to. They got it done with an incredible comeback in the second half. So if you're one of those that enjoys listening to people make fools of themselves, enjoy this episode of The 200 Level. It is the 200 level, episode 327, Mike Carpenter in the basement as we about get underway in the second half. And I got to be honest, uh, this is the kind of podcast where one needs a beverage. And I have one. And this is a team that might require you to have consumed many a beverage during the season. And in a season full of starts and stops, peaks and valleys... Right now, this is a valley that feels way too familiar, and it leads to many more questions than answers. So I don't know how much play-by-play we're going to do or how much play-by-play this team will allow us to do because we have some bigger concerns at hand. And in trying to think about how I'm going to talk about this on the fly, I'm going to start by saying this. I'm not that emotional about this at the moment because this team has not allowed me to get as emotionally invested. So if there are punctuated moments of passion or something, that's the long-term Alani fan in me, not so much the Alani fan of this particular season. But there are certain things that as much as I appreciate the resurgence of this program that I just can't accept. And we are underway here with 20 minutes to go in the second half. I'm going to let this play out a little bit here, but I can already tell that there are a lot of people here in the chat thread that have thoughts, and I'm going to get to all these and basically just read down the line. And whatever you think, throw it out there, because I think we need to do some catharsis. I think this has been kind of a a bubbling thing for this team for a long time. Terrence Shannon does hit a three to start. And I also want to caution everything, because (laughs) if you recall a few years ago, or two years ago, I guess, It was at Northwestern when an Illinois team that eventually got a one seed in the tournament was trailing by like 20 at halftime. And then they went on some astronomical, ridiculous run. Now, apples and oranges, this Illini team is not that Illini team. And this Northwestern team is a lot better than that Northwestern team. We see another three for Illinois. No good there. Still down 15. But that that first half... That first half was pathetic, and it's funny. I texted Trevor and Isaac that very thing when it was 14-7, to which is certainly premature to say this is pathetic. And Trevor even called me on it, and I said, hey, I'm trying to allay my worst instincts as a fan as Boo Booey hits another shot. He is good, but I'll get to that in a bit. 
I I knew that was my that that was the worst instincts of my fandom coming through. And yet, unfortunately, it's bared or it's been shown to bear out here in the rest of this performance as we get a turnover and it looks like, thank God, we get it right back. But there's no excuse for this. And I like the macro part of the Brad Underwood thing, meaning I think he is a much better recruiter than I ever would have thought. When things are good, I like that he is the figurehead of this program. I like the swagger. Um, It reminds me of a Bill Self kind of thing, right? I think that he can get some big things done here. So this is not a question of whether or not uh, Underwood is the guy, but unfortunately there are enough in-game moments punctuated even throughout the successful four-year run, and I'll include this as a moderate success, though not as good as it could have been. Three-pointer here for Meyer to make it a 14-point game. That do make me question the adjustment part of it, the coaching part of it. And I want to make sure I, I give the credit here to someone who just said coaching matters. That was Scott earlier. In two words that, you know, you could look at that and say, well, you know, Scott, what do you mean? But, I mean, at the end of the day, if you were to say which of these teams is more talented, for all of the experience that Boo Booey and Chase Adige have, you would still say Illinois because, after all, they apparently have three NBA draft picks on their team. Here's Matthew Meyer for three again. He cannot buy that one, and it's going to be out of bounds going to Illinois, 1707 to go. They're trying to show signs of life here, and they might. But that does not excuse the first half. And when Scott says something like coaching matters, you could scoff at that and say, well, you know, that's glib or something. But I don't think it is. I think it actually really cuts to the core of it. And right now, and way too often this year, Brad Underwood has been outcoached. And I would not suggest that it is easy to take a team full of all these new pieces and somehow make it work, right? I'm not going to suggest that to be the case. And I do think that part of our disappointment, mine included, is how high we got early on on this team, myself more than maybe anybody. And we feel bamboozled. So it turns into this sort of animosity. How dare you not live up to our expectations? But to be quite honest, it wouldn't even need to be up to those expectations. It would just need to be that when they aren't that good, they don't need to suck completely. And that when things are not going good, it should not be a question of effort. And whether it be the Missouri game, or whether it be the first half of this game and now it's a 12-point game, or whether it be the Penn State game, at home more than on the road, but nonetheless... Figure it out. Jesus. I got a lot of crap on Twitter last week for saying that the hashtag everyday guys thing was not that great. It doesn't apply to the Brad Underwood thing. And I, again, like the program overall under him. I lived through the John Gross era. I lived through the tail end of the Bruce Weber era. This is different. Talent ultimately does win out. It just isn't really doing that this year, right? But everyday guys, they aren't. And it's getting a little bit frustrating, this complete inconsistency from game to game where you just can't count on them. Now, all that said, it's an 11-point game. And maybe fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me, going back to two years ago when they were down 20 at halftime against Northwestern. And they are showing signs of life. And the adjustment he made at halftime, the lineup that came out was pretty good. This is Terrence Shannon Jr. for three. He makes it. And now it's an eight-point game. And that's great. And I hope it works out because they need this win. They need it, as Northwestern calls a timeout. 
But as I've said before, like after the Indiana game, I don't think the lows need to be this low, right? So this is my measured intro. Because <laughs> again, I don't have as much investment emotionally in this team. But as a fan, I don't want to be embarrassed. And I certainly don't want to be embarrassed against rivals. So a great run here, right? Eight-point game with plenty of time left. But notwithstanding, the first half didn't need to be like that. All right, I'm going to hit up all these chat window things here. And if it sounds like it's aged out because we made a 9 nothing run, I don't think it has because this is it's been happening too much this year. And if they win, it's going to be by the skin of their teeth, and I'll be happy as can be for a comeback like this against Northwestern. And yes, they are a pretty good Northwestern team. But I, I think a lot of these comments will stand. So, real quick, got to hit the sponsors before I hit up all these chat things. I'm just going to go right down the line. Uh, 200 Level, brought to you by DP Doe. Online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. So, for the best deals and prices, go online to dpdoe.com. Custom zones with any topping you want or one of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone. That is dpdoe.com. Also, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. For life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it, Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy as well at brianismyguy.com. We'll do some pods coming up before the season's over for sure. Not sure if that'll be Sunday or maybe further down the road. Uh, but Brian is not just really good on the pod, as you've seen, but he's... Uh, someone that I and Kara can trust when it comes to our insurance. And isn't that what it's all about? You, you can trust your insurance agent. Great staff as well there. And if you ever need anything, they get back to you literally three minutes it took to get a new car insurance ID. So that, that'll give you an anecdote for how good they are. Brian Hansen, State Farm Agent of BrianIsMyGuy.com. Finally, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call today at 217-841-4728. That's 217-841-4728 to schedule a free in-home consultation. Get this, when you buy a new Lennox home comfort system, you get a choice between a free water heater or a $500 Visa gift card. That's a hell of a deal. The guys at Dogtown, we are going to have them coming here in about six weeks, I think, for AC check. So that is 217-841-4728 for Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend. Also, the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. All right. Oh, Justin started us off by saying maybe we should just get together and watch an hour of the Trolls movie instead. Woof. Woof indeed, Justin, though. Uh, the little bits I've seen of the Trolls movie, I think there's two of them now. I, I, I don't know if I'd make that trade bad as that was. Evan says, watching the St. Louis Battlehawks instead of the game. Kaka, is that their little slogan? XFL over Illini basketball. That's how bad this night is. And Evan, you might tune back into this. But again, we saw an 8 nothing run from Illinois earlier in this game, and it didn't amount to crap. So I'm excited to see that this might be a game, but we shall see as they get back underway with 16.07 to go. Orange Eggs and Ham. Great name. Brad needs to bring Cocaine Bear into that locker room. You know, sometimes, what do they call it? High concept movies like Snakes on a Plane? Cocaine Bear, which is based on a true story. The title alone is alluring. The director is Elizabeth Banks, who's a famous actress. She's been in a lot of stuff. This is her first time directing. What a bold decision for a first-time director to do cocaine bear now it does look like there's going to be a foul on illinois here as northwestern gets a put back this is uh, the umpteenth time in this game where illinois has not been able to corral a rebound that's effort grab the damn ball out of all the the boo-booey making three after three or you not being able to make a three yourself okay i guess that happens but you getting outworked that's why i'm pissed 
for a team that I say that I'm not emotionally invested in. That right there is why I've actually been pissed. Simmering, let's say. Jacob says, should start a fund to get Mike some good whiskey on nights like this. Maybe McAllen 12 beer. Is that scotch, Jacob? I do not like scotch. Too peaty, too smoky. So what I have here is uh, it is a Canadian club and diet because Canadian club is sweet whiskey. It's very cheap and it just goes well as a mixer. Now, usually I would, if I just had whiskey by itself, it would be bourbon. I recommend New Riff, which is a really tasty bourbon. New Riff single barrel. Chief Oski says bring on spring football and Chief Oski, we're going to have some fun with that. I have, and I wish I would have brought it in here with me, but I have a three by five 200 level flag, so it's going to be really easy for people to spot the tailgate going forward. And I want to do some tailgate blowout extravaganza. I don't know how the heck we're going to do it for the spring game. It is kind of contingent on weather, but yeah, I want to do something. So we will figure it out. And if you guys are game for it too, I mean, obviously we're going to be doing it all fall as well. And I don't know if I'll get to it today, but the new Illini football ticketing thing that they announced, I thought brilliant. Brilliant move by Whitman, by Bielema, get butts in the seats. Very rare case for a team to win eight games and then lower the prices. I think that's an awesome, shrewd business move, and and I think it buys some points with the fan base, so well done on that. Ryan says, shall we place bets on how many Bowie scores tonight? I start with 48. Looking like he'll trend towards, what, 34, 35? But you know what, Ryan? Uh, let's get to that. Oh, there we go. Let's get to that. Tony Perkins. 30 points. Jalen Pickett, both games, 30-plus points, I believe. I I feel like I'm missing another. There was Kobe Brown in the Illinois-Missouri game. This one again. Figure it out. Make adjustments. Let Barron, Robbie Barron beat you. Okay? (laughs) Back to what Scott said. Coaching matters. When something happens again and again, there is something amiss. There's something broken. And maybe this team isn't the, they aren't the sharpest knives in the shed when it comes to basketball IQ, but you're paid $3.5 million to figure this stuff out and to not let it continually happen to you. If Tony Perkins doesn't go for 30 and Jalen Pickett doesn't go for 35 or 40, excuse me, that's two more wins and you're sitting at 11 and 5 like Northwestern. But eventually you are what your record are, your record is. And I think Brad Underwood's a part of that. I think he's a big part of it this year. And I feel like I need to preface this each time by saying, I think long-term you can have a lot of success with Brad Underwood. You don't turn a program around like this unless macro you know what you're doing. But the adjustments part of it, and here I am a basketball layman. If you said, Carper, what would you do to change it? I say, I don't know, double them. It is not the simplest of games, but at the end of the day, it is just a game. If you uh, continually allow yourselves, whether it be through stubbornness or this is your mindset, whatever, to allow these individuals to just roast you for 40 points a game or something, figure it out. Now, I say this, and it's a seven-point game. I got to give these players credit. They're playing their butts off this half. And there's if you had one of those probability charts, right? I think ESPN does it throughout live game uh, reaction that Illinois is probably like a 40% chance to win this stupid game now. But again, it doesn't need to be as bad as it is when it's bad. As Terrence Shannon makes it a six-point game. Unbelievable. Uh, So as I read through these, none of you should feel bad if it seems like it's aged out or something. Because I don't think it has. But 
uh, from Scott. You said you were on Eastern time there. Probably go to bed soon. Uh, and, and we'll see. I mean, I, this might have kept you up a little bit. This is going to be a foul on the floor. And it looks like oh, this is Nicholson. He's fine. Uh, this is from Adam. And this, I think, speaks to something that does bother me about Underwood more in a macro sense. He says that uh, the upcoming Brad Underwood interview were tired, sick, hungry, full, broke, car had a flat tire, dog died, rent needs paid, etc. Adam's getting to the fact that it does seem like sometimes there is this excuse-making process that he goes through. And I don't disagree. I don't. Again, I like the swagger. I don't need him to be perfect. I even like sometimes when he gets fired up because as a teacher, uh, apples and oranges, I assure you, but as a teacher, sometimes you you feel like, okay, I'm, I'm leading you to the water and you aren't drinking it. And I got to think at this level, it can get very, very frustrating for him. And I don't think that competitors mind a little bit of fire as Illinois has the ball down six and a chance to tighten this up even more. But I do agree though, Adam, that that excuse-making thing, it's crept in a little bit more this year, at least I'm noticing it more, as Ty Rogers makes it a four-point game. Unbelievable. And I will say unbelievable, unbelievable because this team, if you think about it, I mean, what's the big comeback they've had this year? Have they had a big comeback? UCLA, they were down, I think, nine or ten. And that was game four of the season. This is Chase Audige for three. No good. This is going to be Matthew Meyer, and now we're doing play-by-play again. Good Lord. Terrence Shannon Jr. is going to take it down to the hoop, over to Coleman, back up to Jaden Epps for three. He needed to make that. I mean, that was a great shot, great pass from Coleman. But I'm going to keep going to these guys because this can happen, and don't feel like you're eating crow if Illinois comes back. They were terrible in the first half. So I don't think this is necessarily bad to read these. And uh, <laughs> this is from Alani Brickroll. Northwestern's a team that's gotten better, plays hard, can actually shoot, and defensive effort is killing any chance we have. I do think, Alani Brickroll, the, the most frustrating part of this season is that if you were to ask yourselves, has Illinois gotten better? No. And I will even discount the very early season games against UCLA, Virginia, Texas, where they played well, won two of those three, but played well in all three, really. I'll discount those as Boo Booey hits a three. Again, figure it out, guys. Jesus Christ. I'll, I'll discard those games and say that from December 1st to now, how much better are they? Well, let's go after the Texas game, right? And here goes a loose ball opportunity. They get to travel on Northwestern. Again, out hustling you. Back to my point. Let's go after the Texas game until now. Are you a better team that much from the Penn State game at home on December 5th or whatever it was, right? That Saturday morning where they just roasted you. And you thought, what the hell? I don't know if you are. I look at the last two games and I was encouraged because I felt like they were kind of figuring things out. I thought that there was a new kind of energy that they found. The Indiana game, they didn't close it out. Frustrating as that was, I was more bummed than angry. This can be Terrence Shannon over to Matthew Meyer, who turns it over. It was a bad pass from Terrence, but Matthew Meyer's played an absolutely craptastic game tonight. That's the thing. You got three NBA draft picks on this team. Coleman has been pretty consistent. Terrence, for his first game back, has had a good second half at least. Matthew Myers just sucked out loud tonight. And it's back to a nine-point game. Evan says, we apparently don't have any shooters on this team. Goody can't even shoot either. 
how do you not at least knock down one or two in D1 college basketball? That's a great question. And that is a poor job of roster construction. Now, Coleman shoots a three. That's no good. So what was a four-point game has the danger of going right back to a double-digit lead for Northwestern. I don't know, Evan. You know, we could sit here and say, well, I mean, eventually you just got to make shots, and that is true. But when they have been the worst three-point shooting team in the Big Ten, and I haven't looked that sad up, but, I mean, it's got to be true, right? In Big Ten play, they have to be the worst three-point shooting team, and it can't be that can't be terribly close. Boo Booey again. He will finish with 40. So from Dan and I, you're right, Dan. Coaches can't shoot the open threes. You know, it would be to that point. The offense is getting open looks for Illinois. It is. Ty Rogers misses that too. So now it's in danger of getting back to a 13 or 14 point game. This is the, an exact mirror of the first half. You tied the game up. They immediately go on an 8-0 run. You get within four. They immediately go on a 7-0 run. And maybe more. Boo-booey with the ball. He's going to take it himself. Right down the lane. Up. Good. And one. It's a joke. And you might say, well, Carp, well, what do you want to do about it? Uh, the first thing I do is emotionally divest. Of course, not completely because that's not my DNA. I cannot completely emotionally divest from this Illini basketball program. Not even the depths of the John Gross era. The worst it ever got was I would occasionally like tune out of a, um, I don't know, tune out of a, a random ass game that I didn't really care about. The first couple Brad Underwood years. I mean, there was one, the game against Michigan State where they won at home and Iowa hit the three-pointer. We had a band rehearsal that night. And we just had it on the TV on silent. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I didn't think it was like the program changing win that it kind of turned out to be. And now it's a 14-point game. How about that? Just like that. 10 nothing run from Northwestern. They might be good, but you're playing like crap. So, long story short, what are my answers? What are my fixes for this? That, that's the weird thing about this season. I was texting with Trevor and Isaac, and the way that Trevor put it, it's like any issues that are going on with this team, to figure out what they are exactly beyond the statistics and analytics, it'd be purely speculative. Why is it that they go through these extended stretches where they're, they're just freaking terrible? Why is that? I don't know. But I will say there have been seeds of inconsistent play in the Brad Underwood tenure. Yet, somehow to this point, and I, I think this will hold through the end of the year, even if they lost out, they're going to have the best record of any Big Ten team in the last four years. That's pretty remarkable too. But as we talked about on Wednesday's podcast, we had it was a little bit earlier, so we only had a few people in the chat feed. The Loyola loss is what looms over all of this. This could be an off year, and we live with that, if we didn't have the lingering questions about Brad Underwood in March. And I've been the one to completely downplay that and say, okay, you keep making the tournament, eventually you'll, you'll break through. But as this season has worn on, and we've continually tried to talk ourselves in this idea that they can make a deep run in the tournament, which, based on what? It is a single elimination tournament. It's based on the fact that it's a crapshoot, but not based on anything this team has done consistently. And if I had a nickel for every time, myself included, that I've fallen back on this narrative that, well, they're, they're really, really talented, 
Well, why haven't we seen it consistently yet? And that's Brett Underwood. Is it not? Just by even mentioning that as a possibility. With the caveat that I still like more about Brad Underwood than I don't. And I think he should be and could be and probably should be our coach for the long term. That's enough to piss some people off. But if we are not asking some questions, I don't think we're paying attention. This is just weird. Is this not weird? I remember back in the uh, apples and oranges because Lovey Smith was the worst head coach, Tim Beckman included, that I've seen as an Illini fan. And that's that's a low bar, and he's all the way down. But I remember one time with Lon on the air, I just got so frustrated in maybe between the third and the fourth season of Lovey Smith, I said, what the hell is going on over there? You know, when he's hiring another assistant coach that you've never heard of, that has no pedigree, and Miles Smith is the linebacking coach, and you think, what what is this dog and pony show? Now, I think that this basketball program has their stuff together a little bit more than that. I think they do. But here's, look at this. Recent big games versus the Fighting Lana. Jameson Battle, 31. Trace Jackson Davis, 26. Jalen Pickett, 41. Tony Perkins, 32. They did not mention the Trace Jackson Davis 35-pointer. Instead, they mentioned Sam Greasel or Greisel, whichever. I don't give a crap. And Bowie tonight already has 32. Well on his way to 40. The kind of thing that will appear in Illini basketball media guides until the freaking end of time. And worst of all that, it's Northwestern. They're our rival that none of us actually care about that much because the, the basketball history wouldn't suggest that we should. And they're about to sweep you in the season series. Here's Matthew Meyer. He's dribbling. He's looking for Dane, who's been bad tonight, and Dane gets fouled. Fortunately, not a shooting foul. Ryan says, time and time again, Underwood's greatest strength is getting absolutely outcoached game in, game out. Now, Ryan, you are not alone in thinking that. And it's interesting to see the rising chorus on message boards, on Twitter. And you could say, well, that's just anecdotal. And I suppose it is. But these are the same conversations that are going on in sports bars or at happy hours. These are genuine concerns from fans as Matthew Meyer just inexplicably turns the ball over. He has sucked to high heaven tonight's Northwestern ball. And what makes it even more difficult is these guys are just passing through. Like, they're, they're going to be here one year. There's going to be senior night. Yay. Thanks for the 26-point performance, despite only scoring four points in the second half, and we lost at Indiana. You know what I mean? The point being, <laughs> that sounds personal. The point being, these guys aren't winners. You know, I mean, it sounds so meatball and so cliche. They aren't winners. And we're watching this game, and I'm seeing a Northwestern team that, despite this game getting down to four, and another take here, this from Ty Berry, I think, it's a 16-point game again. They went on a freaking 12 to nothing run in a three-minute span. This team is soft. Charmin soft, mentally weak, and it starts at the top. R.J. Melendez, three. He made it. And good for him. But there's no excuse for this. There's no excuse. And we'll watch it till the bitter end, I guess. We'll make some other fake rally. 
get it into single digits, only for Boo Booey to drop another eight points and finish with 46. Here's Northwestern on the take. And they bank it off for two. They want to win more than you do. And it'd be all fine and good if you would actually close the gap a little bit. You were down, what, 18 and a half? You're, you're down 15 now. You haven't even cut into the lead, really. All of that with 10 minutes to go, it's the same game. Evan says he knew it was going to be bad when Meyer traveled on the first possession. Well, Evan, I, I heard that an Orange Crush member threw a beer on the court before the game, and they were cleaning up. That's why they stopped the game with like a minute into it to wipe up a spot again, which I should probably avoid getting into an Orange Crush discussion tonight because a once-proud fan section has turned into nothing better than a bunch of suburban kids chanting, blank team sucks, and thinking they're somehow clever for doing it. So probably, forgive me for saying, some entitled little college brat threw a beer on the court. Maybe, and apparently that was at the spot where Meyer slipped, but nonetheless, kind of a bad harbinger of things to come. So we have dicks in our fan section, which is everywhere. Northwestern, they reprimanded their own fan section for going after uh, Edie in that, no, no, uh, Miller Cop in the Indiana game. They actually issued an apology. And I wouldn't want to do that, and I don't think Illinois should, no matter what the Orange Crush does. Though I think they did a couple years ago for something. Anyway, it's just, okay, now I'm getting to George Costanza, everything's pissing me off mode, and that's not exactly healthy for anybody. Alani Brickroll says, one for 14 from three, that might have been before the RJ3, I'm guessing, Alani Brickroll. Um, and I'm, man, there's a lot of stuff here. I'm, I'm, I think to keep current, I got to scroll down here. Uh, thanks, Danny, for the uh, the claim there. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is from Brandon. Look at her quad one wins post-Christmas, and how many of that caliber team will be in the tourney? All of them. I don't know how some people have so much blind confidence in a deep run. And, Brandon, that's exactly it. I don't know if it actually is confidence in a deep run. I think it's that's all we have left. Not winning the Big Ten title this year. that We knew that a while ago, and I, I accepted that. It is what it is. Big Ten tournament, well, we saw two years ago that maybe it had a negative effect on them in the Loyola game. Though I think, sorry, it's big boy basketball. Figure out how to get your cojones back before you play Loyola on a Sunday morning, regardless of what happened the week earlier in the Big Ten tournament. Uh, I'm sure it did have an impact, but nonetheless... Uh, I just don't really have much of an interest in the Big Ten tournament. This is about one thing. Until Brad Underwood gets to the second weekend, that's the story. And it's going to really suck. And I think this is likely. It's going to be really crappy to go into yet another offseason with that looming over. And he will rightly be known as this sort of Mark Turgeon-esque, yeah, he's pretty good. And hey, listen, he's got two banners. And that's why I'm going to be in his side for a while, despite whatever this is. But eventually, all that matters is the NCAA tournament. And and if teams, like if Michigan fans, they want to give us crap for it, that's fine. And a missed three from Northwestern. I mean, that thing was in, but it bounced out. So it's a 12-point game with 9.22 to go. Terrence Shannon Jr. for three. He's red hot tonight. First game back, making a big impact. Quick timeout from Underwood. But Myers, one for eight, according to Bobo. Thanks, Bobo, for this. One for eight, four turnovers. Nice. Picked a good time, Matthew. Epps 0 for 5. 
Hawkins two for six, Danger one for two. Yeah, Northwestern has good defense. Stats would bear that out. How about this? Don't suck. Put the ball in the hole. I don't know. Underwood, find out a way to not let Boo Booey go for damn near 40. Top to bottom. It's a mess, and it's annoying. It is absolutely... It isn't, and help me out, chat Thread. The first thing that comes to my mind isn't the word frustration. The first thing that comes to my mind is annoying. Is this team not annoying to you? I don't know any of them individually. But the first thing that comes to my mind with this team is annoying. God. They're sitting at 18-9. Two wins away from 20. I think they get there. But <laughs> they're freaking annoying. And what's so, like, beat a rival. One of them. What win meant the most to you this year? And take out the UCLA-Texas games because that was early and that was non-conference and it was fun. Part of the journey, you feel like, okay, well, we got a high ceiling and that's what a lot of people were still kind of hanging this idea that we can win and march on. And I get it. Because guess what? Those are two, two seeds right there. UCLA and Texas are going to be two seeds in the NCAA tournament. But since then... Michigan State at home, they're fine. They're, they're going to be a seven seed in the NCAA tournament. It's typical Izzo, right? Rutgers? By the way, can you guys help me out? Is Rutgers going to lose at home to Michigan? And you guys got stronger words than annoying than I do. Uh, but I, I just keep going back to annoying. I it, Because... You want to care more, and of course, you, you're hearing me right now and thinking, well, Carp clearly cares, so he must be kidding himself. Of course I care, but this is institutional, long-term fandom speaking, not so much this team, right? So, as Greg says, you've lost to every rival. If you lose to Michigan, which looks like it's possible, you say probable, and maybe, maybe I don't know. Kenton says unlovable. Is that a word? Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, Michigan's going to win at Rutgers. They're up 14. Jawan Howard's team is peaking at a time when you were not. That Michigan team just beat Michigan State, and now they went on the road at Rutgers, and they're winning by double digits. Jawan Howard right now is out coaching Brad Underwood with as many, if not more, new pieces than Brad Underwood. And sorry, less talent overall. It's a seven-point game with 8.20 to go. I will give the players credit here. I think they played hard this half. But we also know that Northwestern is capable of another 8 nothing run themselves. As Ty Rogers just does a no-look pass to uh, Ty Berry. I, I don't know. I love Ty. I don't know what the hell that was. Jesus Christ. So Rutgers, a quality win that you had a couple weeks ago. They've sucked since then. I mean, they they are not peaking at the right time. If I'm a Rutgers fan, I'm thinking, okay, we're like a 10 seed. We're, we're trending towards a 10 seed here. They got to travel here on Boo Booey. So we got 745 left in a seven-point game. Evan says, they're annoying because we expect better of them. If this was a John Gross team, we wouldn't care by this point. And Evan, that's true. Now, John Gross, in fairness, never had a above 500 Big Ten season. And I think... As much as I've, I've criticized Brad Underwood in this 
episode, it, it it needs to be repeated that this is, I think, the new floor. I think it's the new floor. <laughs> I hope because this is frustrating in and of itself. I think the expectations coming in make it more frustrating. I think the eye test makes it more frustrating. But unless they really blow this late, oh, they should finish above 500 in the Big Ten. From my red pillow, they never get better at the things they're obviously bad at and need to work on to get better at. That's frustrating. That makes me want to be a fly on the wall in practice to see what goes on. I do and I don't, my red pillow, because I'm afraid what I'd see. You know, I, I think the practice, we'd see the same things. We'd see moments of brilliance and moments of what the hell are they doing in equal measure. And when you put those two together, you essentially get, eh. As Bobo says, Michigan's 5-2 and two this month. And apples and oranges, but if we're doing comparative stuff here, I always joke about how Juwan Howard, I don't think, is any good. Well, he's got two sweet 16s. And this is what Michigan fans will say. Okay, listen, I, I will take the banners, but he's got two sweet 16s. Even with all his coaching uh, iffiness, the guy's got two sweet 16s. And he's got a Big Ten regular season title, and we don't need to broach that. You know how I feel about it. But should have been a co, despite you kicking their ass. But, um, yeah, it's it's a little bit frustrating. Because if you would have asked a Michigan fan going into this year, well, what do you think about your team this season? They would have been kind of down on it. I know that for for a fact. Talking to to my brother-in-law who just said, I don't really know what, what this team is. And here we are in February. We're saying the same thing about Illinois. I don't know. 7.45 to go. Seven-point game, Illinois ball. And if they win, I don't want to discount the comeback. If they do win, that's great. They kind of need it. This is sincere on Boo Booey. Kept him in front of him the whole time, and Boo slipped. I don't know if that's any of the extra beer that was left over from that knucklehead in the Orange Crush. Man. So... This might be one of those podcasts where it just sounds like I'm all over the place, but that's kind of like Jackson Pollock, you know, but that's kind of this team, right? (laughs) 7.40 to go. I'll do a little play-by-play while this is a three-possession game, hopefully two after this. Coleman to Terrence Shannon Jr., who shoots from the free-throw line and gets fouled. Terrence has looked great this half, so if we're trying to take away positives, offensively he's looked really good again. After he airballed the first shot he took, and I thought, oh no, lingering effects or something, but he draws the foul there, and that that bodes well for an NCAA tournament game, a guy that can get to the line, right? That does. So the first shot is up, and no good. So he's two for three from the line. From SSJ, if this game doesn't show that they need to go over the screen defending the threes, then I don't know what is, and that's what I just don't understand I don't understand as SSJ why, and he misses both here. Ty gets the rebound, though. I do love that kid. Help him out. Thank you. Okay, he kicks it out to Terrence, over to Matthew Meyer, who pump fakes the three, shoots the three, makes it. It's a four-point game. And uh, the ref there is saying we need to review that at the next dead ball. So I don't know if his foot was on the line or not, but he gave that signal. So right now it's a four-point game. And an 11-0 run by Illinois. Can they actually make some stops? 
So we get away from the ball foul. That will be the seventh on Illinois. And they will go look at the replay to see if that was a three or not. Boba says it looked like a three. I need I'm I'm on Hulu, so I might be a little bit behind it. Yeah. Man. Ugh, just exhausting. <laughs> Real quick, uh, DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. And uh, look, it should be a three, says Jacob. I don't know if they reviewed it just there or not. Uh, this is going to be Boo Booey, the line for one and one. The first one's up and good. Uh, DP Doe online, dpdoe.com. Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call, 217-841-4728. That was a really weak-ass foul call on Sincere. Really weak. And uh, State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. So a weak foul call. I don't want to do the official thing too much, but weak sauce gives Bowie two freebies at the line. So it's back to a six-point game with seven to go. Still work cut out for Illinois here because you can make all the you can make the entire comeback, but Boo Bowie is still playing this game. Coleman gets blocked by Nicholson. Whoops. Now, I did not see, but was there contact on that, my red pillow? Alana Brickle says he got nailed there. I mean, it's hard to think that would have been a super clean block. So we get a, we get a touch foul on, on Harris. He'd like to get the home cook in there at least on a contact foul, right? And it doesn't look like Illinois got that. So this is Bowie with four in the shot clock. He's going to launch up a three. No good. So Sincere is just going to be on Bowie, I think, the rest of the game. Sincere, you got six more minutes to try to keep him at bay. Six-point game. You need a bucket. Oh, God. Okay, this is Terrence Shannon Jr. He's going to try to take it to the line, uh, to the hoop. Excuse me. He gets no foul called. I think the fan, the, the crowd wants it there, but I, they are not going to get it. This is going to be Bowie with Coleman on him. Now, this is interesting because Coleman's got the length, but does he have the lateral quickness against Boo Bowie, who's probably about four inches shorter than he is? And this is just going to be boo-booey right here. Ten seconds to go on the shot clock. Man, this is boo-booey. All the way to the hoop. They call a foul on the floor. And this will be an eight-point game soon enough. Yep, yep, yep. I get the feeling this game's just going to end with like a seven, eight-point Northwestern win. And, and that'll be it. It maybe won't be this crazy spread like we saw earlier, but if you try to write the story, I, I do not envy Jeremy or Joey or any of the writers on Press Row, uh, Derek, for trying to figure out how the hell do you write a game story about this? Because you could write about comebacks, but ultimately if you lose by eight, nine, or double digits at home, regardless of the opponent, that's not a good loss. Factor in that it's Red Hot Northwestern, your in-state rival, then that's kind of a problem. Sincere's trying to push it a little bit here. Over to Terrence. Terrence, trying to make something happen. Back to Sincere. So we got 523 to go. Boo Booey somehow missed one free throw, so it's a seven-point game, and Illinois needs a score. But who? This is Matthew Meyer. He's taking it to the rim. No, over to Coleman. Coleman in the corner. Pump fakes, nothing there. He's going to just have to launch up a 25. No, he's taking it to the rim. He puts it up and in. Wow, some jump stop. I don't know how he didn't travel there. And Sincere is trying to draw the foul on Nicholson there. He, I don't know if he flopped or not, but there might have been a little forearm shiver. So this is Bowie. 
18 to go. And I, I, I mean, his stats would bear it out. He's first team all Big Ten. Who would have thought? Boo freaking Bowie. Chase Adige, though. Nicholson keeps falling to the floor like a flailing idiot. Chase Adige. Up and good. No one there to corral the rebound. I don't know. Winning plays. They make them, we don't. <sighs> Evan says, remember last year when we held Bowie to zero points, the Trent Frazier effect. Well, you miss him. You miss a shooter like Alfonso Plummer. I will say that the benefit, and me and Brian have talked about this on the pod the few times he's been down here. When you have transfer portal additions, when you are at your healthiest as a program, you want those to be supplemental guys, not the one and two options. And that's what you were kind of forced into this year. Terrence Shannon Jr. makes another three. He just launched that one. That was an IO heat check kind of three right there. So it is a four-point game with 4-10 to go. <sighs> Man. Just when somehow I, I... And this is going to be Terrence Shannon Jr. Jesus Christ with the steal. Up, in, two-point game. God, I can only imagine how loud it is there right now. I mean, that place, it's interesting because this year it's like there's been a lid on it because this team has just been so inconsistent. But it's been punctuated by moments where it gets really loud. We still have the ability to have a crazy-ass home environment. Two-point game. How about that? God. Well, Terrence Shannon Jr. is having himself a half, and if I'm going to give you one silver lining, win or lose, it's that, oh, wow, he he can still do that. Because I, I was really down on Terrence the last two months. But to do this the first game back from concussion protocol, Jesus. Greg says, please, no fake rally. You know, Greg, this reminds me of, trust me, apples and oranges. Reminds me of the Arizona Elite Eight game back in 2005, as if I need to even give the date on that. And when Illinois was coming back, I remember I, I had to go to the room upstairs in my house and leave my friends that were downstairs because I couldn't be around anybody. I was just way too way too nervous, way too wrapped up. And when they got it within seven or eight, I said, don't do like either win or lay down. I cannot do the fake rally thing. Now, this is not even comparable to that. But if you get stops, you win the game. Right? If you get stops, you win the game. What a weird... This is the tale of the season, is it not? I mean, you're seeing the mix of awful and brilliant. But unfortunately, you do a little math equation and you get 50-50 of those two and you're just fine. You're fine. <sighs> Bobo says, Shannon scored 19 of his 21 points in the second half. Yeah, and I forget the two that he got in the first half, Bobo, but he has looked great and I did not expect that I mean back from concussion protocol or not you've been you might get winded easily I mean I gotta think he's running on fumes now but really what impressed me the most was the steal the steal and the transition bucket there uh, that that's some awesome stuff so here we got a two point game just like this 
Now, Northwestern's been in close games recently, and this Illinois team, oddly enough, they were at Indiana, were not able to close it out. But this is what, listen, if you're a home team down two in the last four minutes of the game, you should win the game. At least good teams, one at home, in this situation, find a way to win. Because there is the psychological thing, I think, that goes on. These two teams know that, right? They know that, oh God, we're at their place. And even if they don't speak it, and even if they don't think it consciously, they know it subconsciously. This is a game that the home team needs to go win. They need to. So can they? I mean, let's say they don't. Let's say they don't complete this comeback here. We're saying the same damn thing. (laughs) It's just, I want something different. I want them to complete this comeback so we could turn this podcast, which was asking legit questions about this team, what the hell is it, and what concerns do you have going forward, all of those were legit, and they remain legit. But wouldn't it be nice to end this game with the possibility of some sort of galvanizing home win? So 3.35 to go. This is going to be Chase Adige getting the pick. Coleman helps out there. Chase Adige from the free throw line, no good. Out of bounds, and it will go to Northwestern. Now, what I don't get about that is watching this replay. Let's see here. Literally, the way, the direction it was tipped out. This little freaking doofus. That was out of Northwestern. That's just unbelievable. He misses the three, so I guess ball don't lie. Two-point game with 3.20 to go. Win this stupid game. Please win it. This team is annoying. This season's been something. But I want them to win. Sincere up and in. Tie game 59 all with three minutes to go. 20-5 to scoring run the last seven. Please, please let this be a galvanizing one. Please. God. Pick up top. Sincere. Keeping Bowie in front of him, relatively speaking. They're going to call a jump ball. It'll be Illinois ball makeup call here from the ref. I mean, there was great defense, no doubt. But he was really, really quick. Really quick to call that. So watching this replay here, sincere. Wow. Yep. I mean, that's that's the right call. That is the right call. All ball, jump ball, Illinois ball with 2.45 to go. Tie game. Unbelievable. This is what, though, I will say this about just the game of basketball and why I love it. Matthew Meyer will go with the line for two. Why I love the game of basketball more than, and here's the thing, I'll say this, an individual football win, because you only got 12 games a year, when Illinois was 7-1, and one, I hadn't felt that way with Illinois sports in a long time. I mean, to be honest, that that month of October, I had as much fun as I did, let's say, in... February of 2021, and and I think the difference is we were able to go to the games and see the Iowa win, the Minnesota win, the win at Wisconsin, the win at North Nebraska. But the problem with football compared to basketball, occasionally you see a crazy comeback in football, but it's 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 a simple game, and Brett Bielema is all about the simplicity. You know, you score first, play with the lead. I mean, there's certain formulas that work in football consistently more so than basketball, where it is a game of runs. It is a cliche, but it's tried and true. Now, I thought we were dead in the water, and I hope they prove me wrong. And if it's eating crow, we'll call it whatever you want to. 
You can listen to the first 40 minutes of this podcast and laugh in my damn face. But uh, what a roller coaster as Illinois takes a one-point lead, their first lead of the entire game. Northwestern's first time trailing in 110 minutes of game time. Meyer makes both. Illinois has a two-point lead with 2.35 to go. I cannot imagine how loud it is there. I can't. I can, but it's just fun to even see on this screen here. 2.24 to go. This is going to be Nicholson up top in the perimeter. He's looking for Boo Booey. Ty Rogers fronting him, making it next to impossible to get in the ball. This is going to be that uh, Behringer. Jesus, nice take. Whatever that guy's name is, uh, Bernheiser. I but he's had a good game. Harris was on him, made the shot. All right, tied up, sixty-one all. Good number for Yankees fans. This is going to be Matthew Meyer taking it. They're going to call charge. Uh, I hate to say it, probably the right call. I hate charges for the most part, but. Yeah, Bowie was there, forcing the issue a bit. Now, you could say there was a little bit of a slide at the end of it, but I, I don't think, yeah, I don't think that was a bat. Yeah. Let's see. 153 to go. Boy, don't lose this game now, man. We're going to uh, review this here for what? What are they reviewing it for, guys? Oh, they're seeing the feet were inside the circle. Of course, we got to review that, even though it wasn't even close. But anywho, so Illinois will be on defense here. Now, I'm a little bit behind, so there might be things in the chat feed that uh, that come up. But yeah, I really wish they made that restricted area even bigger. <laughs> it's right to have it. You know, it, it does. It is an improvement over how they used to call charges. Uh, a lot of people love Lucas Johnson. I like Lucas Johnson. Uh, but when there's a Lucas Johnson on the other team, it just drives you nuts. This is going to be Boo Booey taking it up. No good. And a rebound to Northwestern. Now, Coleman wants a replay, but uh, I mean, that was out on. Now they're going to replay it. <laughs> I mean, it was probably just out on. Uh, let's see. Did Illinois even touch this, though? It had to have been. <clears throat> Good question here from Evan. Why isn't Terrence getting in touch? It looks like it was kicked out from Northwestern, actually, right? Off the foot. And then if it didn't hit, uh, if it didn't hit sincere, shouldn't that be Illinois ball? Now I could sit here and say that how do the refs miss that? But that's a bang bang play, and I, my my inclination was that it was out on. Uh, out on Illinois, so maybe we get a break here. But the way that ball kicked right out and didn't look to be deflected at all, I mean, it was just a straight shot afterwards. So here's the foot kicking it. And, I mean, <laughs> if it touches sincere, it touches shorts. It is, it is bang, bang. I mean... I, I'm afraid that we're going to get one of those inconclusive just because of how damn close it was to Sincere. But right there, it doesn't look like it touched Sincere at all. 
So, let's see. Anyways, while we're waiting here. I mean, right there, it doesn't look like it touch, touches sincere. You think it went off sincere, Ryan? Well, I'll take this opportunity to remind you. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. All the best deals and prices. Order online at dpdoe.com. They deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. Also, Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing. Give them a call, 217-841-4728. When you get a new Lennox Home... Oh, it's going to Illinois. Holy crap. When you get a new Lennox Home Comfort System, you can get either a $500 Visa gift card or a free water heater. That is Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, 217-841-4728. And State Farm Agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Brian is my guy. He's our guy. Life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian can hook you up with great State Farm prices and excellent customer service at brianismyguy.com. Okay, so here's your lineup. Sincere, Matthew, Coleman, Terrence, Ty, no Epps. With 120 to go. Terrence with the ball. Looks like they're going to set this play up for him. Nicholson switching off. Terrence trying to take it to the rim. Up and good. That's a hell of a move. Northwestern ball with 110 to go. Wow. Terrence is 23, so that means 21 in the second half. 63 to 61. Please win this game. This is Boo Boo. He wants a three. No, no. Ty Berry now taking it to the rim. He finds Nicholson and a good foul from Ty Rogers. I, hey, if you're going to foul, foul. And that was worthy. It, not like the, uh, the Luke Goody. The two soft fouls he had in Indiana, which I love Luke, but that just drove me nuts. What a take by Terrence. What a take. Okay, so uh, big two shots here. Both teams are in double bonus. This is Nicholson from the line. Northwestern trailing by two, trailing by one. 53.3. Don't go overtime. I mean, don't lose. I'd take overtime over a loss, but uh, don't, don't go. Actually, you know what? I, if a team felt good going into overtime, I think it'd be Illinois. <clears throat> and Nicholson misses the second pretty badly. So Northwestern's going to play defense here. Illinois has two timeouts. I take a timeout here and set up. Well, no. We are not. And they're just going to let Terrence take it. That's right. Clear it out. Nope. Timeout, Illinois. So... Here's how you play it, right? You got 18 in the shot clock. No need to do two for one. That's a first half thing. And you aren't trailing. So you're going to go for one more shot to go up three. And I think it's pretty simple what you do. You got double bonus and you got to just get a little quick action to free Terrence from his man and let him take it to the hoop. Have someone open on the perimeter in case he does have to kick it out. I will give Underwood credit to this too, Right? Playing the hot hand. Here late in the game, you're going with the five that are working. And that means no Dane, and that means no Epps tonight. It's it's such a conundrum, right? I mean, I think we would all say that our bigger concern about Underwood is like micro adjustments. And how you can go through an entire game thinking, well, why didn't you do something about that? But this is something he has done something about. So credit to him for that. Northwestern outscored Illinois by 18 in the first half. Illinois has outscored Northwestern by 19 in the second half. 
And I will say we played our asses off. Chase Adige, decent defender, I believe, on Terrence Shannon Jr. And Illinois clears out. Coleman Hawkins, seeing a little bit of action here. He sets the pick. Nicholson helps out. This is going to be Ty. Is Ty going to take it? Back up to Coleman. Coleman three, please be there. No good, but Matthew Meyer gets the board. It's going to be out of bounds, and it should be Illinois ball, I think. Uh, did Matthew hurt himself? Okay, possession's under review. I agree, Jacob. I mean, how is that not a foul? <laughs> well, we'll look at the replay here. I mean, that's out of Northwestern, isn't it? That's 100% out of Northwestern. There's no chat window. Help me out. There's no controversy about this, right? Tyberry just comes in shoulder, just absolutely hit. Yeah, it was 100% a foul. 100% a foul. But what are you going to do? Here's the good news. Now you force Northwestern into a situation where they have to foul, so you can set up this play. 20 on the shot clock with 21.7 seconds to go and get it to who you want to get it to. Northwestern's not going to play this out because there's only 1.7 seconds difference. Illinois has one timeout in case it's hard to get the ball in. They have to inbound it from under the basket. Sincere will inbound it. This can be Terrence Shannon. No, Matthew Meyer coming up top. We get it into Coleman. Coleman back up to Terrence. Are they going to foul? They do. Terrence will go with the line to shoot two. Now, I do like the fact you're shooting two instead of one. There's just something about the one and one that's so scary, right? Illinois 12 for 17 from the line tonight. I think Terrence is four for six. One point lead for Illinois. I'm not going to look at the chat window because you guys are a little bit ahead of me. Terrence is three for five, excuse me. All right, so the first one's up. No good. A big second free throw here. I mean, huge. Northwestern has a timeout, so we'll see what they do after this free throw attempt. Just make this, Terrence. Make the second. He makes it. That's a huge one. Okay. Well, both would have been nice. So here is the last 18 seconds of the game, but Northwestern's not going to wait, I don't think. Do not give up a three. This is Boo Booey. 14 to go. Yep, they aren't going to all the timeout, so here we go. Boo Booey going right. Coleman on him. They switched. They got Boo Booey going to the line. He gets a block. Please, come on. <laughs> a block. They got the ball. They're going to the line. 2.7 to go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, um, let's see what happens here before I give any sort of postscript to this. With 2.7 to go, Terrence Shannon Jr. is at the line to shoot two. There was one timeout for each team. Here is the first free throw from Terrence. It is good. Second one can put this game on ice. Timeout on the court <sighs> Mark says the most roller coaster team ever 
Was I ridiculous earlier? I don't know. <laughs> I feel, don't you feel loony watching this team? One game is a summation of the, the entire experience of this team. And we keep waiting for the turning point. And I hope to God it's this. I don't know if it is. But I certainly hope it is. Because right now what they're feeling is what winning teams feel. This is what I feel. like. I'm, it, I have this weird rush going through my body right now. Of, oh, th- this is what it's like to care. They play their asses off for 20 minutes. So this is what it's like to care. Evan says he just got to laugh. That's all you can do, both good and bad. You got to laugh. You're right. And Lewis says this, sincere, fantastic minutes tonight. Kind of like the UCLA game, sincere second half helps key so many things. Greg says, I feel like crazy every time. Michael says, we played bad the first half, though. Uh, We did. We did. Terrible. Inexcusable in some ways. Scott says, my dogs and I have been ready for bed for an hour. Scott, I'm going to be sleepy at school tomorrow. It's a Friday, so Fridays are pretty chill, and that's okay. But God dang it. All right, Terrence can put this game on ice with this free throw. He's the only Illini down at this end of the court. Free throw is up. It is good. Illinois will win this game. I can't believe it. 66-62. Illinois beats Northwestern and outscores them. Let me do my math. (laughs) By 22 in the second half. Is that right? They were down 18. They won by four. Yeah, they outscored by 22. Unbelievable. Dead air is not exactly great podcasting, so I apologize for that. It's not out of stubbornness that I say this. I stand by everything I said early. (laughs) I stand by everything I said earlier. I do. But as annoying or frustrating or maddening as this team can be, they're an Illinois basketball team, and I want to love them. I want to see them succeed. I want to make the second weekend of the tournament. And I hope that for a team that all year has been looking for an identity, that there's some galvanizing moment that they find that identity. I do. So if I sound like a goof earlier in this podcast, hey, have at it. I hope it's enjoy. I hope it was enjoyable upon re-listening to it. Because I was just kind of despondent about the whole thing. But They just won. Terrence Shannon finishes with 26 points, 8 of 10 shooting, 4 of 5 from 3. The free throws that help you ice the game. What a comeback from him. He plays like that. You bet your ass he can make the Sweet 16. Just don't go down 18. Don't go down 18. I guess if they do, then we'll know they have a chance to come back, but still. Michael says, you're fine. I'm a bit speechless too. Still just don't know about this team. I hope this was the turnaround that saves the season. Evan says, we all sounded like a goof carp. Uh, Lewis says, Shannon holds up the keys to our attorney future this year. No doubt about that. 
Scott says most of the game was terrible at home. But, hey, just win. And they won. Well, everybody, what a podcast. Uh, this is the second time in three seasons that there has been a gotcha moment during a Northwestern game. Two years ago on the road against Northwestern, where I actually recorded a preamble, and maybe I got to do that for this one too, a preamble to explain, hey, you're going to hear the roller coaster of the entire thing. But um, they needed that in the worst way possible, and they got it. Illinois is 10-7 in the Big Ten. That sets up a must-win at Ohio State, an Ohio State team that is reeling and just frankly doesn't care anymore. And Michigan, same record as you at the moment, that will probably beat Wisconsin at home on Sunday the way they're playing. A massive game next Thursday at home against the Michigan Wolverines. Hey, everybody. Thanks for staying up late with me. I appreciate it. I appreciate you riding this roller coaster with me on YouTube. Uh, For those that listen to this podcast later, laugh away. You can call me a fool. Uh, what a what a year in, a, in the weirdest way possible. But out of all the wins they've had so far, I think this one's going to feel that much sweeter in the morning. You beat Northwestern. Somehow you let them get up, eight, you let them get up 18. But you, you outscored them by 22 in the second half and you won. How the hell does that work? But it did. All right, everybody. Sleep tight. Have a great weekend. I will be back Sunday at noon for the second half of the Ohio State game. A must win. I think they do because Ohio State, whatever. And let's go on a run. Can we go on a run? Can we have some momentum and some fun here and end this season on a high note? I hope so, and I hope so, so badly. Take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. It is the 200 level.